Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having real conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are also harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hello listeners, this is Heather Campbell. I am the host of the Mill Housing Nation podcast. And today I have two very special guests with me from Armed Forces Bank, Tom and Jody. And we are going to be talking about some of the things they can help us learn as military families as we prepare for PCS, both long-term, if maybe you're not PCSing this year, things you can do to prepare to stabilize your finances and get ready for the move, but also things you can do in the short term. Maybe you got some short notice orders or you are actively moving this summer. So we're going to discuss both of those things as we move forward. Again, if you are listening, please make sure that you like, comment, and share this podcast with your community. The more that we can share, the more that we can get that feedback from you, we can add value to you guys as listeners as we continue to walk this journey of military life together. So without further ado, Tom and Jody, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you go ahead and just take a couple of seconds, introduce yourself, what you do with Armed Forces Bank, and just tell us about yourself. Sure, we're happy to be here. Thank you for having us. My name is Jody Pickery. I am the Executive Vice President and Director of Consumer Lending at Armed Forces Bank. I've been at the bank about a year and a half now. And before that, I've, I've probably been in this financial services space, specifically serving military families for over 20 years. I think probably the thing that I am I'm most proud of through that time, though, is that I also wear a different hat. I'm a military spouse. My husband retired after 20 years in active army service four or five years ago. Uh, so we have transitioned to the other side. But as we talk about fun things today, like PCS moves and all the happiness that can or can't go with that, I've been through one or two of those myself. And so some of the advice and things that we've got here in our toolkit are, are very near and dear to my heart. So thank you for having us today. I appreciate it. Heather, thank you for having us. As Jody said, I, my name is Tom McLean. I have been with Armed Forces Bank for 15 years, been in banking for about 34 years. I was primarily on the retail side of banking when I joined the company. And when I was asked to step over to the Armed Forces Bank side, military banking, I was overjoyed to be able to participate and support programs that we're offering our military service members. And I remember walking on my first military installation at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, and it was just, it gives you goosebumps and it makes you so proud to know that we are there for a purpose. And that purpose is to help military service members and their families live better financial lives. And and for every other installation I've walked, whether it was San Diego or whether it's Fort Myer, Virginia, or when we had MacDill Air Force Base all over the country, my responsibilities are finding the right teams to, to employ and working with command, working with APs and Navy Exchange and MWR and other organizations to support them during their daily activities, but also part of training our folks and doing product development, doing strategy and finding the right solutions for our military service members. So Jody and I have the luxury of being in part of a flat organization where we have the ability to, to be nimble, flexible, and make decisions that are in the best interest of our service members. So she and I are pretty fortunate to be in the positions we have, and we're, again, proud to, proud to wear the Armed Forces Bank badge. 
Yes, this is so great. I love everything that Armed Forces Bank does, all of the products and services that you guys have to help support military families, not only with their finances, but in this season that we have as moving a lot, right? One of the difficult parts of moving is that we often have unreimbursed expenses. We have things of, you know, buying new curtains or needing to put deposits on new utilities and new living locations before we've gotten security deposits back from our previous duty station or before we've been reimbursed for the move. So there's sort of this gap in our finances that can be really difficult to weather. It can be something that really creates difficulty for these military families with their finances. We'll talk in a minute about how you can prepare ahead of time for PCS, but what if you have a family that is PCSing this year and they are getting ready to relocate? They maybe haven't had as much time to prepare their finances ahead of time, or they just, they got short notice orders, or they just haven't been preparing financially. What can Armed Forces Bank offer to these service members in the immediate term of how to sort of bridge that gap in their finances and support them as they relocate? So I think the sentiments that you're expressing about what the military family encounters and goes through in the move are just spot on. One of the things I think that we we take great pains to do here is to understand that every military family going into a move is going to approach that move in a slightly different financial position. Maybe a lot of different other things in life are, are unique about their situation as well, but certainly everybody's finances are just a little different. And whether you're a military family, civilian family, I can't think of adult family that hasn't moved at some point and it's a very stressful time. You know, there's all sorts of things that you need to remember and not forget. And when you couple that with the uniqueness of being a military family, when you're really not in control of a lot of the big things that go with that, like when and where, and do you have any family or friends nearby? We really try to get that and express to our clients in an empathetic way that we understand what they're going through. If they're a family that is looking at a summer move, even yet this summer, you know, we're, we're just starting the, the heaviest part of the moving season. If they're not planners and or they didn't get notice and they haven't had a chance to, to set aside a little bit of a nest egg to be ready to cover those unexpected expenses, there are probably a couple of immediate ways that we could help. One, certainly financially, we have a product called the Access Loan which is a anywhere from $750 to $15,000 personal loan. And it is, they're really in control of. So when they apply, we approve them for as much as they're eligible for based on credit, of course, in that range. And then it's up to them. You know, they can take as little of that or all of that as they'd like. And if they are borrowing it for items to cover that they are pretty sure they're going to be reimbursed for on the other end of the move, they can turn around and pay that off, you know, a month later or three months later, whatever the case may be. Or if it's something that they need to stretch out over time, those terms can go all the way up to 48 months. So they can take a little bit of time, maybe pressure off the family budget, if you will. So I think there's things like that. And then I think there are just practical tools that we can bring to the table for them as well that really may not have anything at all to do with financials products. But we have a lot of folks here that have gone through PCS moves themselves. And one of the things that we've done is create a PCS checklist, which gives you, you know, all of the different things you need to think about for the mail, gym membership, get your doctor's records, uh, all of those different things. But in a checklist form, we've chatted a little bit before this podcast today, and I've shared I'm a list maker and, you know, I live and die by the list. I can't help myself. I've got three or four notepads here on the desk next to me. They're all covering some other topic of life, right? And so that's really what this PCS checklist is for. So in the the chaos of the move itself, we're trying to just say, hey, here here are the 50 top things you really ought to not forget to do as you go through this journey. 
Tom, what would you add to that? You know, I would piggyback on the resource side of the house. You know, even even uh, Military Housing Network has a great survival kit out there about mm-hmm. PCS and Navy Federal USA. There's a, there's some formidable, dedicated financial institutions out there that serve the military community. Look for those resources, and even the Association of Military Banks of America (AMBA) has a reference manual out there, if you will. It's called MILDOCS, M-I-L-D-O-C-S, where it's a binder of all all the things that you should place in there that are important documents. And whether it's birth certificates, marriage licenses, social security cards, insurance documents, a deed, whatever is valuable that you can have in there, but they organize it in such a way. And Heather and Jody, you're just like me too. I'll have a post-it note for a post-it note. But you want to make sure you check the, the box. And what I've learned in my short time being in supporting the military families is that they like things in order. They're regimented. You know, if you're early... What do they say? If you're on time, you, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Yes. That type of thing. That yes. Get your list in order and, and make sure you've got some trusted advisors out there that can give you the resources you need to make sure that you can take some of the burdens and some of the stress and some of the anxiety off of it by making sure you've got those, I guess, those boxes checked. And yep. that's what I would add to that, Jody. That, but I think from a financial standpoint, you're spot on with some of that short-term financing that's available in a a very quick and efficient manner. Exactly. Man, I wish that I had some of these lists. You know, I'm a list maker and I, I usually misplace my list. I actually have an app on my phone now. And one list is like running gift ideas. You know, I, I, one of my kids or my husband says something and I'm like, oh, write that, you know, keep note of that. So then when, when birthdays and Christmas come around, I, I know what they want. Right. So I am constantly keeping track of all these things because especially as a military family, we have so many things in our brains that it just gets kind of jumbled. And so I feel like sort of brain dumping it onto a list really helps. And I wish that I had had some of these lists for our first move. I'm a military kid, been a military spouse for 10 years. And our very first move, when my husband went to his first duty station, we were dating. So I joined him there after we got married and bought our house. And that very first move as a military spouse, I thought I knew what to expect. I had moved for graduate school. I had moved to undergrad. I had been a military kid, right? And I, here I am, 20-something. I left my career. We're moving to a remote location overseas with two babies. I had a one-year-old and a two-year-old. And you guys, one thing that was not on the list, make sure your kid doesn't go in the moving truck. I was in the house and I saw little feet run through the, the back of the semi. And I asked the moving team, I said, excuse me, is my husband out there showing my two-year-old son the, the truck? You know, because because two-year-old boys, that's exciting, this big semi. Nope. Nope. My two-year-old had found his way into the trailer and was running through the moving truck, just having the time of his life in the street in our neighborhood. So that was when I realized, oh, why not? Okay. So on moving day, one of us needs to remove the children from the home and not be there. So so these things, you know, that, that you kind of learn along the way. And one thing I didn't know on our first move. That probably isn't even on a checklist, is it? No, I'm going to add it. I think I'll edit our checklist and add Find the kids, get them off the semi truck. <laughs> Make sure the kids are, are safe. Yeah. But or one thing we didn't know in that very first move was about the dislocation allowance for military families. You get sort of a an allowance that says, hey, on top of your reimbursable expenses, here's an amount to help you do security deposits and buy new ketchup and get new curtains and, and all of those things that come with moving. And we didn't even know about it. You guys, we didn't file that first move. I mean, that's thousands of dollars as a young military family that we didn't know. We, we weren't looking for lists. We thought that we just had all of our ducks in a row, right? And now I, I have lists upon lists and some of them cross-reference and, and I make sure that we are covering all of the bases. To an extent, I think that my husband gets a little annoyed with my 
my detail-oriented self. But that makes it a little easier. I'm the one who's in charge of basically relocating our house and putting my hands on every item we own. So I get to sort of do that and, and have these detailed lists. Now, these are, you know, we've been talking about how to prepare in the moment, how to get support when you're actually moving. What about if you're a military family like mine who isn't moving until next year or maybe two years from now? What are some long-term services and products that you can offer through Armed Forces Bank or some ideas that military families can be applying to their day-to-day -day life to help them prepare so that they're not in the middle of a move with a kid in the semi losing thousands of dollars, but maybe ways that they can prepare long time ahead. Maybe the number one piece of advice, which is simple and maybe seems overly simple, matter of fact, is just to try to set aside money. We encourage folks sometimes to set up what we call a purpose account. And it's really a savings account that they just use for that sole purpose. So if you know you're PCSing in a year or two years and you know you've got $50 or $100 or maybe $200, whatever you can pull out of your budget, you could start an allotment to your savings account, just you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind. So that when it comes time to move, you've got a little bit of a, an emergency safety net to tap into, hopefully for things that you'll get reimbursed for. But certainly we know, we both know there's things that uh, you're not going to get uh, reimbursed for, but to keep you from getting sideways in your budget in the month of the move, really, or the, the month or two leading up to the move. Because, you know, the other thing that's very true as a military family member myself, having lived on active duty pay, which, you know, a whole nother podcast could be about how that's inadequate, but um, yes, it could. it's once you get behind, once you get behind, it's kind of hard to get caught up when you're on that fixed income and there's not, you know, you don't get an incentive at the end of the month and you don't get sales bonus. It's here's what it is. And so it's really important to stay on top of it. And so that purpose account is, I think, something that we would encourage folks to think about if there's somebody that's maybe gotten sideways with their credit a little bit too, and they know they're maybe a couple years removed from buying a home, there are things they can do to, to get ahead of that and try to work on a little bit of a, a repair job on their credit, so to speak. We have a great product called a, a Credit Builder Secured Credit Card, where you actually put your own money into a savings account. It can be 300 to what, Tom, $3,000. And so you really are borrowing your own money while preserving this, this nest egg that you've set aside. And as you do that, and you're making payments on the secure credit card, behind the scenes, we're actively reporting every month to all three major credit bureau agencies that you're doing a great job. And hopefully you're doing a great job, but you're doing a good job. And so if you've got negative things on your bureau, we can't make those go away faster, but we can try to balance them out a little bit with some positive things that are going on in your credit space as well. So that when it comes time to either fill out a rent application or a mortgage application, you've done some things to the good in terms of your credit score and what your situation is. And I think the beauty of that product, if your paying behavior is, is stellar for 12 months, guess what? We release the savings account to you. You've got sort of a little bit of a nest egg sitting there for you. We make it an unsecured credit card. It's an even lower rate on that credit card. You sort of feel a little bit of financial security and comfort knowing that you've got that money back with you. But I think leading up to that, when we open accounts for, for the young enlisted or the recruits, whether it's at Great Lakes or through our recruit department or at Leonardwood, where we see the, the 18, 19-year-olds come in and we, we talk about the credit builder and the responsibility of having a good credit history, especially for military advancement. You've got to, you've got to stay on top of your credit history. The first thing we hear is, well, we don't, we don't have $300. We're on a fixed budget. We know what we get. We get a you know, uniform allowance. We get, we just get X. We don't have X plus. So what we tell them is, you know, get that checking account because you got to get direct deposit and then open a savings account 
And oh, by the way, whenever you swipe your debit card, whether you're buying a, a, an Xbox video game or, or whether you're going to Walmart to get a water, if, it, if you spend $1.38 at Walmart, guess what? 62 cents gets rounded up and automatically transfers over to your savings account. It's like an electronic coin jar where you won't even think about it. That 62 cents for a transaction, then later in that day, you go to, like my daughter loves going to Taco Bell for the dollar meals. Well, if it's a dollar, you don't get any roundup. So I make sure it's rolled up the next $200 or $300 will be there within six months. And then go back to that young enlisted and say, you're ready. And we talk about the Department of Defense financial readiness initiatives, and we want them to be military ready. That's not our responsibility as bankers. They have to be emotionally ready. They've got to be family ready. But what we can do is make sure we check the box for our military service members and make sure they're financially ready. And if we can get them to a point where they get responsible loans and not, not get predatory loans and make sure that they they know how to pay themselves first, if you will, and start saving for something that they can have a better financial life because they took care of their finances and they were in control of those finances. So well said, Jody, but wanted to add a few more things about uh, some of the products that we offer and some of the other banks and credit unions around the country, you just have to ask, we'll offer similar products that are dedicated to helping our military service members. You know, and I love what you said there, Tom, about focusing on that financial readiness, that financial wellness. I volunteer, I am a registered dietitian by trade and a food insecurity advocate. And I volunteer with the Military Family Advisory Network Food Insecurity Coalition. So a lot of words there to say there's a bunch of us interested in making sure military families can afford reasonable groceries. And they just came out the beginning of June with a new report of causal factors of why military families might be struggling. 2021 data shows that one in five military families are struggling to put food on the table. And there's a misconception that it's our E1 to E3, right? But we're finding it in our junior officer ranks and also in our E4 to E6. We even see it in E7 to E9 ranks, depending on different things. So MFAN did this deeper dive. What's going on? Why are people struggling? What are the things that are causing it, right? And they found four causal factors. One is growing your family. Two is military spouse employment. Sometimes that's related to growing your family. And, and sometimes that's due to relocation. Having unexpected expenses. So a car repair or a home repair, something like that. And then the number one that they saw was a PCS, which is exactly what we're talking about today is, okay, a PCS, either unreimbursed expenses or things that happened along the way with the move that have caused some financial instability. So I really appreciate that Armed Forces Bank creates or has these products to help create readiness for military families, both in the long term, maybe way before a move, but also in that immediate to say, hey, I, I got short notice orders, or maybe I don't have the credit to get some of these services and I'm moving right away and sort of knowing how to ask for those support services, how to ask for that information. But also, like you said, not predatory loans, right? We're not preying on these volunteer military members and saying, hey, let me take advantage of you. You guys have this opportunity to say, we know you have a set budget. We know you have a set income. Here's how we can support you and set you up for success while also being responsible and being a business of integrity. So as a military spouse myself, I really appreciate that Armed Forces Bank is so dedicated to preparing and supporting military families. Heather, you mentioned food insecurity, and I was awake into that too. We did a volunteer effort out in San Diego with the Armed Services YMCA and humbling experience to see how long the lines are for food and that the donations were coming from all different organizations and 
just seeing the love for wanting to make sure we they put food on the table for their families that I didn't know it was as much of a, if you will, an, an endemic as it is and what you're describing. So when you talk about MFAN, military family advisory, we certainly welcome the opportunities to volunteer in any ways that we can on installations, whether because MFAN is up at Joint Base Lewis-McChord up in the greater upper Northwest. And certainly we will look for ways to support that. So I, I appreciate you, Heather, for what you do in your extra time that you have as much, as little as that is to be able to support organizations like that and give back. Yes. And again, everything that you guys offer with Armed Forces Bank is such a great support for military families. And I know that we talked offline a little bit about emergency services that are available for military families as well. So listeners, if you were not aware, there are emergency services. I know off the top of my head, there's Army Emergency Relief, and there's also Air Force Aid Society. If you are in a different branch and you are interested in getting emergency relief, either a loan or a grant or some sort of support, reach out to those organizations. And here's a fun fact I just recently learned. If you reach out to the wrong branch, they will help connect you. There's this sort of mindset amongst these financial institutions, these helping organizations to say, hey, I'm not the right person to call, but let me connect you rather than a spirit of competitiveness, there's the spirit of collaboration and support for military families. So I am so thankful that Armed Forces Bank is in that collaborative mindset that you guys are here not only to support military families, but to work with other organizations to find the best way to ultimately serve our military service members and their families while they serve our country. So again, thank you for being here and thank you for all that you do to support military families. Is there anything else that you guys want to add before we end today? I'd like to add something. Imagine that, right, Jody? But <laughs> shocking as that you know, might be. <laughs> this is a proud moment, but it's also again, if you're PCSing in two months or a year or two years, just to know that we are a military friendly, we're proud to say that 75% of the people that work for our frontline workplaces in our in our banking centers have a military connection, whether you're a dependent, a spouse, veteran. We're proud of that number. We're part of the Military Spouse Employment Partnership back from 2010. So I would encourage anybody to just find those military-friendly employees that are out there. You have to find them. We look for military-affiliated candidates so that we can fill the vacancies that we have out there. So don't hesitate to, to find those companies. And the skills that you can get by working in a financial institution are very portable. And we certainly have career advancement opportunities that will help them get to their their goals and and the achievements that they want to they want to realize. Yeah, I think I was channeling my inner Tom, so heaven help me. <laughs> I was actually going to add the same thing because so many of us have walked a mile in the shoes of the folks that we're now trying to serve and to help. And so whether you bank with us or you have another relationship, if you find yourself in in a difficult situation, I think the very best thing to do is to pick up the phone, reach out, describe it, and know here at Armed Forces Bank you're going to have an empathetic ear on the other end of the line. It's far better to raise your hand and say, I need help. I don't know what to do here uh, versus stop answering the phone and kind of close in on yourself. There are resources. So, yeah, you know, so I think if you find yourself in a situation where you just maybe don't know where to turn or you're not sure what to do with particularly a financial situation, if we're your bank, reach out to us. Know that, you know, with 75% or more of our team having walked a mile in your shoes, we will do everything we can when we move heaven and earth to find a way to help. There are most always resources that can be brought to bear on a situation, and it might be something that we bring to bear. It might be a partner that we have, um, but we're more than happy to try to step in and help wherever we have the opportunity to do so. 
Yes. And one last question. If you have somebody who does want to reach out to you guys who doesn't bank with you or or hasn't been familiar with Armed Forces Bank before, what's the best way for someone to find you guys to connect, to apply for some of these services, learn more, um, or even connect and maybe talk to a person? How can they reach you guys? Uh, You know, the first thing I would say would be go to www.afbank.com. I think you'll find the products. You'll find uh, there's some great blogs out there from financial education, the resources that are there, and just to learn more about what it means to serve from a military perspective so they know what accounts and products are best suited for them. Heather, we launched about a year ago a chat function. I feel like we're in the stone ages a little bit, but we have chat that's available extended hours for the different time zones that we are. So we you can chat with us as a visitor on our website, or if you're an existing client, you can chat, but that's Monday through Friday until 10, 10 p.m. Central, which is great. And then we've got Saturday hours from until uh, five o'clock Central to be able to chat that way. We update our Google and Yext listings. We have now changed that to be direct banking center phone numbers so that we've got live bodies during our operating hours and our locations are on our website too. So you can figure out which location is right and which phone number to use. But we've got live bodies to be able to help you too. We don't want to get people trapped into an IVR or trapped into a client care center being on hold for a long time. We just want to be able to have them reach out to us directly and talk to us. Oh, that is so wonderful. As someone who is stationed in Alaska, my time zone is an hour behind Pacific time, right? So when I get my kids up and out the door and and they're usually out by uh, school days, right? Of course, summer is a whole nother, you know, 37 snacks an hour situation and and TV and video games and biking and rollerblades and swimming. And I, I never knew kids needed so much attention. But during the school year, my kids are out the door by 730. So it's 8 a.m. before I'm really kind of getting my groove with my to do list for the day, right back to those lists. And that's noon on the East Coast. So now I've only got half a day to kind of overlap with people. So I really appreciate personally as a military spouse in a different time zone that you do have those extended hours. You know, 10 p.m. Central, that's 7 p.m. for me. That's actually still a time that my brain is working and I might be remembering things while I'm standing there cooking dinner. Oh, dang it. I meant to call, you know, so-and-so today. So I appreciate those long hours. Again, thank you both for being here today. And thank you everyone who is listening. Thank you for being part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you always have a community no matter where you are stationed.